T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. Yeah, I like your little Miata now, or whatever it is. Your little, your little. You could literally put that in little, the backseat of your car. <laughs> Why such a small car? Like you saw that the little event we went to, not the event we went to the other day. The parking lot got really small. I just whipped my little thing out of there. That sounds weird too. My commute is insane. I feel like a race car driver. I wanted something small, compact, where I can whiz in and out. <laughs> Again, stop with the analogies. I'm done. This is Gresh and Fourier. Marshawn to car. And he sneaks the backhand on the short side of Dawes. Furious action around the devil's net. Pasenak scores! Frederick in the race. And he scores! And the Boston netminder has his third shot out of the season. Andy Gresh. Another gutsy win. From the Celtics, figured out a way, individual performances, and big stretches for guys like D. White, Holiday, Al Horford. It's a season sweep of the Raptors for the second year in a row. 105-96, the final here in Toronto. It's a weird game, first of all. It's this weird environment. It's one of those situations where we had to constantly fight to create our own energy. Uh, I just thought our guys had a good job just staying in the fight. Christian Fourier. Bill Belichick, is he a fit, the right fit for Arthur Blank in the Atlanta Falcons? There's a lot of baggage that comes with that because of what happened in the Super Bowl. An owner that is getting older and is anxious to win right now. I think Bill Belichick's makes sense if they get a veteran guy. I think if you're drafting young, I think you go with the younger coach. Gresh and Fourier right now on WEEI. Well, here we go after a long weekend, everybody. Hopefully everybody was able to survive the weekend. What it started with a storm, and there's now one right now, and God bless you if you're trying to drive in and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Or you could have the giant sturdy rig like our guy Christian Fourier <laughs> I has. To I knew you were going to rag him ride on the uh, yeah. Ride into work today. Hey. Listen, it's got four-wheel drive, and it, uh, it's got great gas mileage, and I got here just fine. Thank you very much. Just a little cramped. I may add. Oh, a little, a little cramped. cramped. A little, Just little cramped. a little cramped. The fact is I can st- I can take my car, my little Mazda, my little tiny little commuter car, and literally probably open up your hatchback of your big giant gas guzzling, guzzling you know, uh, uh, and killing the environment expedition and stick it in the back of that car and be fine. Sure. And you'd be much happier riding in my car with the 
giant seats and nice and heated know, and all that I kind know. of stuff. It was I was kind of jealous the other day when I got to sit in the passenger side. I was like, wow, this is what room feels like. Uh, yeah, exactly. That uh, that is uh, good to have uh, Billy back. We'll uh, kind of expound upon uh, why Billy was uh, out a little bit later if uh, if he wants to. But Billy is uh, back in the house once again and. So were the Celtics, Fourier. They beat Toronto 105-96. Oh, don't worry, folks. We're getting to all of the Patriots news and everything going on surrounding Gerard Mayo. And we've got NFL playoffs, Andrew Raycroft at 11:25. But Celtics get the season sweep of Toronto, Fourier. 105-96 is the final. Uh, and it was a different kind of win for the Celtics. Uh, one where Jason Tatum was kind of double-teamed and attacked, and Tatum did a good job of giving it up to his teammates, 19 points, 14 rebounds, and he was uh, in the role of being the uh, distributator. And here comes Drew Holiday. And as we've talked about before, Christian, uh, some guys have to sacrifice. Drew Holiday is one of them, but when you need it, you know it's there, and that was last night. And you can all, you can go all the way back. I can't remember which game it was. Uh, I think it was the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, like when they had, or was the Pacers? I'm not sure, but it, it was one of those games where you know somebody needs to make a play. And I used to have a coach that used to tell me that all the time. Like they 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 ran out of things to say, they ran out of analysis, and they would just go, "Somebody's got to make a play. Go be a football player. Yeah, be a yeah." <laughs> Go, go honest to God. Yeah. Like, I was like, can you give me a little bit more than that? <laughs> right. Well, that, that means so much to me if you just say be a football player, you know, and like, somebody's got to make a play. And then games, like the important games, somebody usually does make a play, especially a guy like Drew Holiday that has seen his production, not like, you know, ultimately disappear, but there's so many other people in front of him. There's like, there's like a log jam of scorers and ball hoggers and, you know, alpha males that sometimes you it takes more to just take a step back and to try to impact the game in a different way. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing that, whether it be steals or whatever, you know, timely shooting, whatever, support. And then, you know, suddenly, like, this is a test. Uh, this is like a sign of things to come. I'm going to take away J- uh, Jason Tatum. I'm going to blitz him. I'm going to double team him. That means somebody else is going to be open. And Tatum, I think, has now finally gotten to the point of being comfortable enough to have nights like he did last night and it not sort of weigh on him or become narrative around some sort of MVP talk. You know, when when the whole narrative at the beginning of the year was everybody's got to sacrifice this was one of those nights for Jason Tatum where he had to be comfortable within himself. And I think we finally gotten to that point. And listen to Tatum after the game talking about trusting the people around him. It's not just that difficult. It's just uh, playing basketball the right way, right? Draw a lot of attention. I know that, you know, teams are just not going to let me play freely. Um, I understand that. So watching film, it, you know, knowing when they're going to double and um, just trusting it, you know. Uh, making the right plays, making the right passes, you know, throughout the course of the game, and and don't don't go away from that, right? You know, I I could try to beat the double every time or you know shoot over it, but uh, you know, don't get bored making the right play over and over again. There that's you the, go. That's the key one. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get bored, get bored. That's, making the right play. That's it, it, it's almost yeah. like quarterbacks and their patience. Yeah, taking away the deep, taking away the deep. Oh, I can finally throw a deep ball. Yeah. You almost like bait them into it in a lot. Yeah, of ways. yeah. No, I think that's that's such a such a good sign of maturity, though, isn't it? Though. Oh, it's just like I don't get. And here's the other thing: it is easy. Of course, it's easy to sacrifice. Everybody has their contracts. 
Everybody has their money, and it's easy for everyone to only care about winning now. So it's so there's no way he's going to hold a grudge or be upset about only scoring 19 points when they win. Because listen, I I'm not tied to any All Star game. I got my money. I got my status. I've got everything but the championship now. And if you're Jason Tatum, there's got to be the looking around the region realization of this is my time. Like, this is now my city in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. If you're Jason Tatum, you're now the long-tenured superstar. And I get it that David Pasternak is as well, but I think there is a different connection to Tatum than there is to a guy like Pasta. And right now, the biggest superstar in the city is is the guy we just heard from in Jason Tatum. It was funny. We used to have these conversations about when would it finally shift? Like, when would... The, the hierarchy of power where the Patriots were easily number one and there was a ginormous gap, even though other teams were winning uh, you know, World Series or nope. you know, competing for NBA championships or winning a Stanley Cup or competing for a Stanley Cup, it was still the Patriots' town easily, without a doubt, just dominated everything. And it was weird. Hey, when is it going to finally shift? It has officially like officially shifted, no doubt. Where the Celtics are easily, they have the most personality, they have the most star worthy players, the most recognizable players, and they actually have like a, an ultimately a head start, and they're almost at a championship now. Exactly, with set up for the next couple yeah, of years, set up for a while now. So if you're the uh, if you're the Celtics, you're feeling pretty good again. One hundred five ninety six yesterday. Bruins blank New Jersey 3-0. Charlie Coyle, Trent Frederick, Pasta, who I mentioned just a moment ago, all scored Jeremy Swayman with the shutout. Some pretty interesting comments from Jeremy Swayman over the weekend. Uh, He sort of brought up his arbitration just sort of out of nowhere. Uh, He gets the All-Star game nod. There's a future contract that's coming. You've got Linus Allmark, who is hurt, although after the game, Swayman was like, yeah, he's like a Nordic Viking. That guy will be back in a couple of days. Like he really put him over very well by making a Viking reference uh, when it came to uh, Big Lean. But, yep, it does feel like Swayman's starting to feel himself a little bit here. And uh, good, because we're almost at this end of the dance in some ways of having both Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark on the roster. At some point, they're going to have to pay Swayman a big-time wage, and that means Big Lean is probably going to be out the door. Uh, But I know Scott McLaughlin at WEEI.com has got a story up on uh, the Swayman kind of feeling himself a little bit, and uh, I don't hate it, honestly. Like, we want this guy to grab the job. Okay, good. Feel yourself a little bit. A little bravado. Say a little something. I... I'm okay with that, considering this run that they just went on. Um, yeah, and the uh, so they had this uh, what is it a long road trip uh, where they went they lose three or four, and the three that they lost were like all in overtime, right? So they're getting points, but they're losing, so no big deal. Um, but this was the biggest story. Imagine so he, he gets uh, so Montgomery's now uh, an all a coach. Oh uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Allmark last year, so it's Swayman this year. And, you know, and he's an all-star, and he's sitting there going, hell, I just sat through arbitration, and they were just ripping me, talking about how how all my deficiencies and why they shouldn't pay me. Think about how weird that is. So a team during arbitration has to convince – is it? A, I don't even know if it's a judge or not. No, it's an arbitrator. It's an, ar- it's, it's it's an normally, arbiter. Yeah. Okay. 
And hey, so this in front of the other person. You know, you used to hear that, some of those like horrible. You know, you used to hear some of those cases in uh, baseball. Bob Newmeyer's sister, I do believe, really. Newmeyer's sister at one point in time was like an arbitrator, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure I got that yeah. right. So they're so they're they're literally like getting as personal as possible because they don't yeah. want to pay you, and they have to be go all in to keep your number down. And here he is trying to convince them that he is worthy. So now he's an all star, and he's probably like, you know what, these jerks. We're ripping me to shreds over pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. And here I am. So don't, hey, listen, if he holds a grudge, no, now you know why. Yeah, the arbitration process is fun. It, it's worked in creating great harmony in Major League it's Baseball. The craziest thing for I've ever decades. seen. I know they do. You yeah, have baseball all oh. the time. Well, I know that the Bruins haven't been quote unquote winning because there's been some overtime losses, but from the 30,000 foot view, Jim Montgomery, all star game coach, pretty happy. That's not an easy game for us after, you know, being in four, uh, three different time zones and eight days, and today's the ninth day of playing uh, five games, and we get seven out of ten because of the start we had. I think momentum from the uh, last game, the second and third period, the way we played, I think carried over into the first, and then I think we were running out of fumes, but we really managed the game well. You know, we had some turnovers, but the other team's going to make a push in the second, and then I thought in the third we really came out and sealed it. There you go. So, uh, Monty adding some perspective. Andrew Redcroft will do the same at 1125. Razor with us today because we missed him last Friday with all the Patriots news. Uh, Razor will be with us today and on Friday as well. So, just kind of pushed it back a a couple of days. And thanks to uh, Razor for the flexibility. We also found out over the weekend from the Atlanta Falcons Twitter, they have interviewed Bill Belichick for their open head coaching job. And that sort of leads us to who in the world is in charge in Foxborough? We begin there. But our guy Billy Lanny is back. Billy, how are you, buddy? Good Doing to see right. you, friend. Glad to be back. Everything uh, everything okay? We did not say why you were out. You can choose not to, or you can cho- you uh, just say, hey, you had a family thing, and yeah, there you go. Or, my father passed away. Uh, yeah, uh, Billy. Yeah, we got, a, uh, we got a text not last Friday, but the weekend before. Ribbley just said, hey, dad's taking a turn for the worse. And then by the end of the day, we texted Billy, and uh, unfortunately his uh, dad had passed away. I will say this. Christian and I went over on uh, – on uh, what was it? Wednesday of uh, uh, yeah, last Wednesday. week. That's but yeah, Wednesday. And uh, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday was. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Wednesday, Thursday was everything. Yeah, you're the one who uh, who ended up living it. We went over to kind of pay our respects and saw Billy. And uh, we can say this: when Lanny describes a Lanny, he is spot on. The visual proof of uh, of Papa Lanny was the. Uh, uh, all gooner, no ass, and uh, we met Billy's brother and saw his mom over there. But you know, obviously, Billy condolences to you and your family and uh, everybody dealing with that. And uh, hey, at least uh, he got to meet little Benny, you know, which was, yeah, uh, was which was bot. good. Yep, yeah, very cool. So uh, all the condolences out to uh, Billy Bubba. and his. Bubba. Bubba. That's, That's it. right. Billy's when mom. My mother, when my mother told you guys that oh, he yeah. referred to his Bubba. You Bubba, guys we ah, oh, it was great. And you could see the you could see the prideful grandma of being like, 
this is my chubby little grandbaby. Because she baby. knew right from the get-go he was going to be a big boy. So she was calling him Bubba before he was even yeah. born. I love it. But he came out a little small, but he, he filled out to a Bubba real quick. Oh, yeah. He he lived up to her expectations big time, no doubt. Which is, uh, well, glad that everybody is uh, doing okay. And uh, uh, to Twitchers and texters and everybody, uh, you know, you can... Send in your uh, thoughts to Billy. We'll get to everything Patriots-related. Mayo, the staff, who's running things. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Crash and Fourier on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. Fourier and I in the old off-air, off-air show talking about the... Uh, Coaching carousel. How about this one? The uh, coach at South Alabama. This guy, Kane Womack. He's been there forever. Worked him into making like 800 grand at South Alabama. It's pretty good. And uh, nope, he unplugged this morning to go be the D coordinator at Alabama. So it's all happening everywhere, whether it's in the pros, whether it's in the college ranks still. All of the uh, movement is happening in the coaching world. And uh, Fourier, I think that's that's kind of, we've got a lot to blend in in terms of Gerard Mayo and the staff and the Seth Wickersham article of now, you know, all the stuff with Belichick and everything coming out. But here's what we do know. Gerard Mayo has, according to reports, extended offers to both Steve and Brian Belichick to stay aboard. Yeah. What do you make of that? Oh, I think he's being polite. Really? Here's my theory on this. Um, like, okay, so there's the idea of becoming the head coach, and then there's the ultimate reality, which I think is probably heavier than most people could deal with, right? Especially a, you know, historically successful franchise in New England, in Boston, right? And suddenly you're tasked with filling out your 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 coaching staff. And I don't know, but I feel like uh, the right thing for Belichick, for uh, for Mayo to do, would to extend a, an olive branch. And we've worked together. And listen, man, I want you to stay. They just fired your dad. They ran him out of the building. And I'm sure you know. I'm, I'm sure, like you being, you know, Brian and Steve Belichick. I'm sure they know everything that was going on mm-hmm. and how it went on, and whether his dad was irritated or not. 
right? Forget about Seth Wickersham. Those guys know. So he does the right thing. and He says, you know what? Listen, um, uh, you guys should stay. I need you. We work together well. You're going to be in charge of the defense. What a terrible idea. I don't think he really wants them to stay. If I'm male, I want everybody gone. I want them all gone. But I don't he, want anyone in the building. But can you realistically have a purge right away? Just boom, blow everybody out. Bring all kinds of new people in. Because... There, there've got to be a couple of guys on staff that Gerard Mayo can trust to say, "Okay, I know I can leave him alone, and he's going to do what I need him to do." Sort of the way we kind of viewed Josh McDaniels on offense for a period of time with Bill Belichick. Hey, I can leave that alone, especially when Brady was here. Oh, I don't even have to pay attention to any of that. I'm wondering if there's a part of Gerard Mayo where he needs Steve Belichick because there's got to be a coordinator or two that Gerard Mayo's got to be able to have the total faith in that he can leave it alone, come back to it, and it'll be where it should be based on his mindset. But why? Okay, so now we know this. Defensive head coaches tend to lean and have more of an impact on the defense. He will naturally lean towards the defense. Then those defensive-minded coaches hire the, the guy that you're talking about to run the offense, and they get out of the way. So it's an experienced guy. It's a Wade uh, Phillips-type guy, you know, uh, where you sit there and you just leave him alone. He's old. He's a little grumpy, the but he knows what he's doing. The way it started for Sean McVay. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, because I'm a, Except Sean he was an offensive, offensive guy. guy. Right. So he knows. He's like, listen, I, I, his input and his – his influence and impact is going to be dealt on the on the defensive side of the ball. He's a defensive coach. He's a defensive player. Just like Dan Campbell created his Detroit Lions offense in his own mentality. He was a big meathead, run-blocking tight end, didn't catch a bunch of balls, but he's a physical guy. He wanted that type of thing. So he can put uh, a competent person in that position, but he would still oversee it. He would still... Do uh you know be there when they uh you know do the game plan and the offensive side he's gonna stay away from it he will absolutely stay away from see, it see I think I I I think because he's such a young coach and uh look the heat is on I mean again if if it took one crater of a season to run out the best coach of all time then Gerard Mayo's on a very short watch if we go by the level of impatience there is now from owner Robert Kraft on the back to the playoffs and win. So that's why, to me, Gerard Mayo's going to throw himself into the offense because that's the side of the ball that needs to be fixed. Mm. And with a, if Steve Belichick is there, then it's a, nah, again, I can be less involved on that side. Because the other thing, too, is we've talked about how the roster is set up in that everybody is kind of back for this year in so many ways when it comes to the way the roster is built. So if you're Mayo and you got to get good quick, that's why I think Steve Belichick is a necessity for Mayo because the one thing you don't want, or the one thing I know sure as hell I don't want, is to hear, well, Gerard Mayo is the head coach and he's calling the defense. No, 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 no. Now you got to graduate, as you and I have talked about. Run the game. Run the field position. Manage timeouts. See it from a 30,000-foot view. 
I don't want the reverse of what's been happening in the league where you get these offensive guys who come in and listen, God love Miami, and they went and got Tyreek Hill, and that's supposed to change everything. And what's been happening there? You know what they did? They got their ass shut down because it was a little cold outside. That's what happens when you don't have tough football teams like Detroit, like San Francisco, like Baltimore. But if you're Mayo and you got to win now, you don't need a new defensive coordinator walking in to call things. Well, that's okay. a step backwards. What do you, who do you think? What do you think he needs more? Uh, like a, a a Steve Belichick in the building or an experienced uh, offensive coordinator that he can leave alone? What, uh, what does he? Is he, he can only choose one because he because Steve Belichick and Brian May both probably well, will both leave with their dad. Honestly, I, as crazy as it sounds. I, I still lean towards Steve Belichick because it's the one guy Mayo knows he can trust. But he's going to hire somebody he can trust. Maybe. He's going to hire a defensive really? coordinator to run the defense. Do we, do we, are we really sure that that is the case? Or have Robert and Jonathan Kraft now grabbed a hold of this franchise and they're like, no, we're the captains now. We always have been. We were just too afraid to tell the guy that won a bunch of rings and made us billionaires no. But now we got people around us that we can say, nah, we're going to do it this way. Any issues? And everyone will sit there and shut up now. So when you say go grab an offense, I'm not so sure about that. They're not hiring a GM. We don't know where the buck stops down there. So why should I automatically assume that there's going to be given to that uh, given to Gerard Mayo will be what is quote unquote his choice at offensive coordinator? Right now, I can't take any of that at face value. Well, I, I would assume I do not think that the Crafts would force feed some coordinator on. On Mayo. I do not. That would be the well, dumbest no, we've, thing. We've had a bunch of fans around here who think that Robert Kraft has pushed a quarterback on somebody, so you think the people aren't going to take the leap? No, no. People taking a leap, that's fine, of course. They, 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 because they're, There's they're, more evidence that they're grabbing control now down there in terms of the ownership group and making decisions than they were when Bill Belichick was here because the Mac thing was pure narrative and people just uh, – using conjecture of the, oh, well, that was, well, Mac Jones was Robert Kraft's pick. Uh, I don't know. It kind of feels like now we're seeing more and more of the, let me grab this control, let me grab that control, let me do this, let me do that. It feels like now there isn't the big mean ogre who is standing in the way and that, you know, maybe some of our worst fears are being realized right now and yeah, we don't even it, see it yet. It, it is, it is, because if he loses a coordinator, you're right, the trust aspect probably would be nice for him because he could probably say, listen, I have so much stuff to do, dude, dude, you just got to do it on your own and you know what to do. But I would say it's probably just as awkward for the Belichicks, the boys, the Belichick boys, mm -hmm. to stay around as their dad coaches another team as it would be for, like, Bill and the whole of this perceived awkwardness that if Bill took the Atlanta Falcons job, it would be weird for them. Here's a guy that came back and beat you guys in the Super Bowl 28-3, and I would say, listen, it's he kind of comes with some, like, a pretty good reputation, and you could easily say, well, thank God that'll never happen to us again. This guy's going to see to it. How many, how many times have you seen, like, this whole weekend of all the games of good teams that lost – like just use Philly for an example, um, and how or Dallas for an example, 
where it was like, well, and all I've heard is this would never happen on Bill's watch. Bill would never let this team go out there unprepared. Bill would never let this happen. And for the most part, you know, most of them are right, you know, because uh, you would have you ready and the team would respond and they wouldn't be in the tank. But Bill's lost playoff games before. He's lost playoff game, but it well, hasn't 0-9 been Baltimore that twenty-eight it, to three when they came up here and ran all but over. But what him, happened you know? to yeah? But but what happened to uh, you know Dallas is humiliating. What happened to Philly had been happening for the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. They're a shell of themselves. But if I if I'm Mayo, sure I would I would probably it would be easier on me to keep Steve Belichick to your point because I don't have to really micromanage him. He knows what I want. We communicate well. But his influence, I don't see – he will do the same thing Bill will do. He'll meet with the quarterbacks. He'll meet with the, uh, the, all the captains, you know. And, but the offense is going to be run by one person, one person alone. And maybe it's Bill O'Brien. Maybe it's Josh McDaniels. Maybe it's somebody nobody's even thinking about because maybe Bill O'Brien wants out. Well, that's the other part of this too is that depending on how things go here in terms of officially giving people titles – who knows that old Bilton Hoodstein isn't sitting there going, they're going to go slow, and I'm going to be able to raid all these guys. Because we don't know whether the Crafts put any shackles on Bill Belichick of stealing people from the organization. And if not, he could very easily, meaning Belichick, take another job. And here is Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator. Here is Matt Patricia as his defensive coordinator. And here's Joe Judge as a special teams coach. And, yeah, he'd be setting it up all over again. But I go back to the what do these coaches do? They have to put people in place in certain spots that they trust. And that's why I come back and land on the, hmm, on Mayo in needing Bill Belichick and also how much are the crafts going to say, okay, you can go get your guy? Like, do they have to write another check to get rid of Bill O'Brien for Gerard Mayo to bring someone in of commensurate salary? Yeah. Because that's what it would be. Like, if you're sliding yeah. out OB and you're going to put in uh, Josh McDaniels, which has been talked about, those guys are of similar salary scale as an offensive yeah. coordinator. And, again, I'm the head coach. It's my, it's my team now. I want to run what I want to run. I've been thinking about it. I know what I want. I've been dealing with this type of, you know, philosophy because, you know, I'm uh, I'm an employee and Bill's my boss. So I'm just going to do what he wants me to do. But if I ever got my own team, this is what I would do. Don't you think like most coaches will sit there and go, man, if I had my own team, this is the way I would do it? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and, and, it's, and there's never been a better sign of it than Dan Campbell and the Lions, and I keep using them. As an example, look, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Mike McDaniel, um, guys that somehow kind of change the narrative. And ho- what a what a joy it would be to dissect an offense that none of us have, have ever seen before. Right. We have no nothing to compare it to. We have no games. So remember they did this, and this is their philosophy, and they show, throw it short, and they hate going on the middle. Like, how much fun? I personally would love it. Would love a brand new offensive coordinator who has no ties to New England at all. He created this new little this this new little system, and he believes in this, and he believes in that. And we have to sit there and enjoy the ride because it's all new. Or you keep it nice and easy and steady, and you don't change anything. Like you keep it is is constant. The only thing that is different 
ultimately is the voice, is the head coach. And I feel like that's what's going to happen. But it also kind of feels like ownership is having a bigger voice in things as of right now. And I know that we're going to get into that. 617-779-7937. Good morning to the Twitchers. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Just go to YouTube. Type in WEEI. Click on the live stream right there. Texter's in at 3-7-93-7. Lou on the Cape. First up, Gresham Fourier. Hi, Lou. Hey, everybody. Listen, great points on both sides of this argument. But why couldn't Mayo do both? Put his stamp on it and as well to keep guys that he wants. And here's what I mean. Now, let's say you move from the Belichick, uh, uh, you know, get rid of the Belichick boys. Okay. But now you can promote from within. Your assistant linebacker's coach, a man you worked with for countless years, you promote him. Or the assistant safety's coach. Or, you know, men who you know and you work with. So you can do both. Your own stamp and that. How do you guys feel about that? Thanks a lot. Promote from within. So Troy Troy Brown becomes your offensive coordinator. Okay. Here's a little bit of the dangerousness of doing that. Who did all those people learn under? The guy who is deemed not worthy to be here anymore. And you're not pulling from coordinator level depth. You're saying, I, Gerard Mayo, bequeath that... DeMarcus Covington, the D-line coach, if that guy hasn't left yet with some of the others, that this guy, who's a position coach, now gets brought up to be the defensive coordinator. Hey, DeMarcus, go ahead, baby. Here you go. It's your thing. Man, that's dicey. It would be like to what you just said, and it's with all due respect and deference to a guy we all love in Troy Brown, but ain't a one of us out there saying, boy, he needs to be the offensive coordinator When you're promoting people who maybe were coordinators who are position coaches, like say you have an old coordinator that's a quarterback's coach, and then you elevate them to coordinator again. They've been in the role. But we've talked about chewing up the coaching depth. Now we want to go to, what, the third or fourth guy on an offensive or a defensive staff, elevate them from within where they need to be coached up on how to be a coordinator with a first-time head coach and an offense that's a mess. You can understand why when you really start to think about it, maybe that ain't the best idea. Because if there isn't enough coaching depth and it's one of the things that Belichick's been criticized for, then why would Mayo want to go to the third guy on the list and say, I'm going to put you in this role. Man, unless there's some home runs there that we don't know about, Christian, and, it and, just logically doesn't sort of make sense. And also, if you're the crafts and you know you're you – know, you are taking a chance on Mayo. And you, we, I'm assuming you would probably want to make it as easy on him as possible. So maybe there would be some – listen, let me let me show you how this is done. You've been an assistant. You've, now you're in charge. Coming upstairs and – this may be a better option for you. Think about it this way. It's almost like literally leading the witness. You know, think about it. you're gonna have to do this, you're gonna have to do that, you're gonna be all over the place, and then you're gonna have to get then you have to talk to the team and and then what if somebody gets hurt and then free agents and the scouting department. So why don't you let us place everybody? And you just manage them. Because you you're a good communicator and you people <laughs> respect you and let those guys do the job and you just make sure they do it the way you want it done. And there's a part of me that would sit there and go, listen, I have this great relationship with the craft. If I'm drawing May, I'm like, oh, well, I should probably trust them a little bit more. I should probably trust them. They know what's best for me. They want, they want me to succeed, so maybe this is a good idea. Or do you say, you know what? You gave me the job. Suffer. I'm going to do what I want. That, to me, takes more balls than 
than anything. Uh, yeah, very much so. 617-779-7937. Uh, I got uh, TJ in the Twitch chat. Oh, wait, is Gresh saying Covington isn't qualified to be a DC? No, no, no. He might be. But as a first-time guy, when Gerard Mayo slides out of that role to put someone in there who's never done it before, it requires a level of coaching from the head coach that this guy's got his own set of problems to worry about. That's the point, is that with Steve Belichick, Mayo could just say, I know what you're about, I can trust you. You've run this defense, you know these guys. You put a first-time coordinator in there, you're assuming a level of risk as a first-time head coach. That's the whole point of the whole thing, which is why I think Steve Belichick got a job offer. And don't you think that if if uh, if, if you're male, that you would also – anyone that brings a new defense in is going to bring his own language, his own terminology, his own history – and it would take oh, Mayo you know a long time just to catch up to that guy's philosophy so he understands it yep. and at the same time try to understand the offense. Go hire Wink Martindale yeah. with a new head coach. How'd that work out? Yeah, you're but hiring him to the, implement his defense. Bingo, that's the thing. You bring in an established D.C., you're a million percent right. It's not, oh, I can put some perfume on this. It's no, no, no. I'm going to try to run this my way. And that gets into the whole choosing the right assistance. It worked for a year with the Giants. Then last year didn't. Just like Nick Sirianni. Hey, got him to the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. What the hell happened this year? We'll get to uh, all those playoff games. Is the smear campaign of Bill Belichick happening a la a Red Sox manager leaving town? Or are we into imagination land once again? We'll get to the Seth Wickersham stories next. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Fourier, snapshot reaction right now. Does Belichick take his kids with him? Yes. Do, or, hold yes. on, let me rephrase. Does he try to? Yes. Meaning, so he tries to. But what do the kids do? They go with them. If you're Steve Belichick, do you need to separate a little bit? No, Kyle Shanahan didn't. Worked out for him. It's told nepotism is is all part of the NFL. No, framework. I get and I get that Shanahan would be a shining example, but there are also a lot of there are also a lot of guys who don't get there. No, I know, but it's like, I mean, if you, you think about like what Mayo has to do, how much easier would it be for his own son, who knows his defense, to go over there and he can trust his son. And they speak the same language. And then you just now you gotta find an offensive coordinator. To me, I I just I think about it I'm like, do I wanna stay? I don't I think it would be hard for me to stay. You just fired my dad. You just fired my dad. I'm not staying my, my loyalty is to my father. I will, and then I would tell my dad, I was like, listen, you gotta you gotta make me the defensive coordinator. Enough with this bull crap, no titles. Titles aren't important. And boy, and that'd be real dicey for Bill to take a job and then be like, Hey, here's my kid is the DC. For as good as he is, doesn't have the title, looks like big net. Now then again, I don't know what's worse. If you're Belichick and you put quote unquote the band back together and it's McDaniels and Patricia and Joe Judge and all the coordinator roles. I don't know if that would be worse or going with McDaniels and Judge, but putting your own kid in as the D coordinator. I, it, it, to me, 
Bill needs all his soldiers more than Mayo does. Bill has a three-year window. Three to four tops. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to make it longer than four. Now, think about how e- how easy, how tough it is. And he talked about this. He doesn't want to completely redo a whole organization. It takes too much time. He can't do the, you know, scrape the foundation, build over again. He's going to want, it's going to be, hey, Josh, we know what we're doing. Uh, Joe Judge, we know what we're doing. Hey, uh, Steve, my boy. Hey, we know what we're doing. I'm gonna. I, they don't have a GM over there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna figure that out. I'll make sure I handle that on my end. You guys just. Ha- It'd be so easy. You for mean him. in Atlanta? In Atlanta. Uh, oh yeah, they have Terry Fontenot right now. Yeah, it's like no, but nobody's job in Atlanta is safe. Uh, agreed. I, I'm very much with you on that. Let's go to uh, David in Las Vegas talking about Mayo with Gresham Fourier. Hello, David. Hello. Great hey. job, guys. Um, okay, so it's been not known for a long time that they want Mayo to, to stay in and, and whatever the time frame pay, be, is that he was going to be the head coach. Don't, and this is a question. I don't know the answer. I'm asking you guys, and I'm going to hang up. Isn't it more likely that they sat down with him and said, look, you're going to be the head coach, but we're going to do things a little bit differently now until you get your feet wet. We're going to have input on who you hire and how you hire them. And just know that going in. Or do you think they said to him, okay, you're going to be the head coach. We, we trust you. We believe in you, and we're going to let you do it. And uh, thanks for taking the call. Would it be, would you be, would it be like a, a massive problem if it's almost like a, you know, uh, like malpractice in a way if you – threw Gerard Mayo out there and said, all right, buddy, figure it out. Like, wouldn't you would kind of, wouldn't you need to kind of, you know, help him? Wouldn't you kind of like need to guide him? Wouldn't that be an important aspect? Well, yeah, the guy who could do that is no longer here. I know. So now you get a guy that's part of the group and has been here forever. It can, you know, and has seen how it works, but it's never really had to do it. So I would think that the crafts, because who would be like, Right now, Mayo's number two. Like, who would be the one guy that right you could now, count on? Right now, Steve Belichick. Probably. Because they're, they've are they been attached at the hip probably. for so many years. So yeah. If you're, yeah, probably. Right now, the consigliere, yeah. Steve Belichick. That's crazy mm-hmm. that he's the guy. Because I'm trying to think of somebody on the offensive side of the ball, and I don't think it's Bill O'Brien, and, and maybe, it, maybe it's Troy Brown in a way of a sympathetic ear. Maybe that's what it is. But I, Troy has no influence whatsoever. I'm trying to think. It's, it's probably him. Those two probably spent the most time together. Oh, yeah. As a, even when Mayo was a player, and now that he's, a, you know, that he's the head coach, he probably is him. Unless, a, unless someone is getting in the way, I would have to think that Gerard Mayo would likely offer a defensive coordinator role to Steve Belichick because – Unless you're going to bring someone else in, who right now is qualified best to take that role, given that this defense is all coming back? There's a piece here or a piece there they got to make a decision on. But on the whole, I don't know how different this defense is really going to look next year from a personnel standpoint. No, well, personnel maybe. It's yeah. going to be pretty much all the same. you got to make a decision, I think, on either uh, Jonathan Jones or Miles Bryant, I think. Yeah. You're not changing the defense at all. You're not changing the terminology. You're not changing. You're not. You're keeping. That's the one thing that he understands. How much of the Patriots' offense do you think Mayo knows about? 
Mm. Like the play calling, what they're trying to do, where they're trying to go with the ball, like other than how what, much. Other than what he's been told, or maybe Bill has been openly bitching about it or whatever, because Mayo would have been in, in some of those meetings to where you would think you would at least know in a team setting sort of, you know, some of Bill's critiques and stuff like that. So, honestly, I'm I'm kind of assuming it's a very low level other than it needs to get better. Yeah. I think for Mayo, you look at it and you say, the defense is built. I only got to put tweaks into that. What am I going to do offensively? Uh, coming up, boy, these wild card games were something this weekend. Good, bad, and indifferent. And did the wild card round open up lots of opportunities for our favorite now former head coach to go win a Super Bowl? We'll unpack all that with you next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.